Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 193. Today's guest is photographer Spencer Gordon. He's kind of brilliant. And so am I. What do you know? It's October 1st, 2015. The year is always the hardest thing for me to figure out. And uh, yeah, we, I didn't podcast last week. And my apologies. Crazy couple of weeks. Um, a lot happened. And there's actually going to be some background noise right now. I, I hope you guys are okay with it. It's New York City. Well, well, yeah. What's happening? I took a nap. That's what's happening. So it's so cool outside. My windows are open and I can't close them. I just can't. Normally I try to sort of keep it a little more quiet in here, but I'm not going to do that today because it's so cool. I wore a hoodie today, you guys. So uh, a couple of crazy things. Uh, ugh, I don't even want to talk about it. Kaporis. Uh, if you don't know, it is a ritual that some ultra Orthodox Jews do where they take an object and roll it over their head, wave it around the head three times. And, uh, it's the idea of turning over their sins to that object. And then, you know, whatever, uh, in the case of many people, they were used live chickens. So I don't want to get into it, but I spent a good week doing a lot of work, showing up at protests, and there were some random chickens that got left behind. It's really a horrendous thing. Uh, so that was busy week. I think I still podcasted during that. And then last week, I was sort of recovering from a lot of late nights with no sleep and then preparing to do a Ragnar race. So my good animal news uh, with my team, Stronghearts Vegan Power, we did a 200-mile race <laughs> through... The Adirondacks, it creeps me out whenever I say that because that's not a thing that I imagine myself being the type of person to do. So anyway, all of that adds up to a lot of things happening and not a lot of podcasting. It wasn't until I was out in the Adirondacks that I was like, oh yeah, I had a podcast I was supposed to put up. So anyway, that's my long story telling you, oops, sorry about that. Um, I still have some LO t-shirts to give away. Uh, post on whatever your social media of choice about this podcast um, and tell people to subscribe and listen and tell them how much you love it. And I will send you a t-shirt. I have a bunch of them. I still have like six left. So last thing I'm going to tell you about is that I have started a drip and drip is a subscription service that you can <laughs> it's similar to Patreon, I think, but I, I feel like it's a little bit more um, directed toward musicians and people who produce uh, content, like uh, music, and there are some visual artists in there too. And uh, what you can, it, it's basically, mine, for example, is $5 a month subscription, and you, uh, right now, there are five releases in there, my album, the remix album, a couple of singles, and I, I did a special drip-only release where I, I found some better uh, improvisations and works in progress and demos of things that I was doing, working my way toward the show, uh, Tentative Armor, that I did at Dixon Place last year. And so I made an album called uh, Tentative Armor Sketches, which has like works in progress and some just different things that aren't on the album, and you can hear the bits where they came from. It's the type of thing that like you might get from a fan club or something like that. So, um, but the thing that's great is it's a five dollar subscription, which really isn't that much, five dollars per month. And as this year progresses, I'm hoping to spend as much time as possible 
uh, volunteering at the sanctuary, Tamerlane Farm Animal Sanctuary, which is where I am artist in residence and I'm writing a new show. The more uh, income I can get from creating work, the more time I can spend at the farm and not be in the city teaching. Uh, I do love teaching, don't get me wrong, but um, I would like to focus as much energy as I can this year on uh, working with those animals and developing uh, relationships with them and the people at the farm and gathering uh, experience and, of course, writing. Uh, so your support there will help me with that, and I'll be sending lots of things that are only <laughs> available in the drip. And then when, you know, resulting videos and albums and that type of thing come out, you guys will always have a, a first crack at that and you will get everything for free. Well, you know, for free, meaning for the cost of your $5 a month membership. So uh, check that out. It's at drip.com slash Michael Heron. Uh, links for that and everything I mentioned in the show will be available on MikeyPod.com. I'm going to start revamping. Ah, you don't need to hear all this. <laughs> that closes. That's all you need to know. I'm going to start working on my website. Hopefully this weekend I'm going to refresh everything. I'm very excited about that. So why don't we... Oh, I didn't even choose a song <clears throat> to start the podcast with. Hold on a second. I'm going to pick something out. You know what it's going to be? Hold on. Okay, so I picked something. <laughs> I usually do this before I record, sorry. Uh, this is a track from Matthew Deere. Speaking of Drip, and I didn't mention Ghostly International, but it's a record label that I adore, and they're also within Drip, and uh, the, they, there's a whole affiliation there. I don't want to get into all that. Uh, this track is called Don and Sherry. It's actually from a remix album of uh, Matthew Deere's. It's a remix EP and this is the hot chip version of Don and Sherry. i 
Joining me now is Spencer Gordon. He's a content producer of photography, video, and website solutions based in New York City. He has worked with Sony, InStyle, Johnson & Johnson, Brides Magazine, Pellegrino, Snapple, and Victoria's Secret, to name drop a few. Hello, Spencer. Thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so ha- happy to do this. It's fun because I've never met or spoken with you, and I'm not even sure what we're going to talk about today except for just being creative people. Hey, I'm down with that. Yeah, so um, I guess the, I don't know if this is too broad a place to start, but the main thing I'm curious about, just for my own selfish reasons, because I'm trying to get there with my, uh, with my music, is what was the um, trajectory of, of your uh, journey to becoming like a successful freelance photographer? Well, I mean, I started in the days of film. And I worked with so many different photographers when I was in the, I call it the hard school knocks of uh, photography assistants. And uh, I worked with fashion photographers. I worked with interior photographers, product photographers. And I actually got hooked into a, a really good studio called Carver Digital. And they were on the forefront of digital right at the time when digital came into play. Um, and I'm very thankful that happened because that gave me the whole transition into the digital realm. And now what I'm able to deliver for my clients is not only uh, the sense of I can do it the traditional way for film, but see, I understand how to light. I understand the composition, 
where today's photographer is now more based in the digital arena. And so they rely on the filters that they have access to. They don't understand how to properly light. So it's, it's been a transition for me to go from real film to digital and to keep evolving as things evolve around digital because digital has moved so fast over the last 10 years. That I think is, um, I, I don't know a ton about photography, but when I look at your work, like I was just looking at your website and I'm looking at it now, um, that I think is what I see, right? Like there, you're, a lot of your photos have kind of um, a cinematic, like film-like quality. Um, I'm always worried that I'm making no sense when I talk about um, art, art, art worlds outside of mine, but is, is that what, what you sort of provide to your work with your knowledge of like film photography? Yeah, I mean, basically what I'd like to do is for my clients, I try to capture everything possible within camera so that later on the post-production is minimal, which is going to save the client one time and two, it's going to save them money. Oh, right. Gotcha. It's, I, I love your photographs. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I want to backtrack a little bit. The, we got connected because I posted on our neighborhood here in Brooklyn, Windsor Terrace, Ken, Kensington, uh, new like email list that, hey, I did a podcast. It's when I did the Scott Teplin podcast. Um, so you and I connected that way. So it's, it's kind of a fun, like uh, just a spont- spontaneous conversation, which is fun for me. Yeah, I just decided to reach out because I'm on that email list. And I was like, oh, let me check out this guy's stuff. And I enjoyed your interview. And I just sent you an email. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. So you have um, a baby in the house, right? Like just one kid? One child. Her name is Violet. And uh, right now she's napping while I play uh, Mr. Mom oh, I for love a it. little while. Yeah. So do you do most of your work um, from home? I mean, obviously you go to, to sites to take pictures, but um, do, you do, do you have a studio somewhere else or do you do most of your stuff at home? You know what? Um, prior to Violet, I had a studio in Dumbo, right in the heart of Dumbo at 68 J Street. And Violet is now five months old. And uh, my wife and I talked about it. And she's got a full-time job. And my hours are so flexible and my job is so flexible that we decided, you know what, give up the studio and stay at home and work from home. But obviously when I have clients that need me to go on location and shoot, uh, yes, then Violet goes to daycare and I'm out on location. So, yeah. Gotcha. Any, uh, do you have a favorite project that you've worked on or one you're most proud of? <sighs> so many. I mean, uh, I mean, three came right to mind. I mean, I did a whole... Uh, video and portrait series for Blow Up Hollywood. Blow Up Hollywood is an indie band. They uh, Their sound is really interesting because they call themselves an indie rock soundscape band. And uh, their stuff is really dark and mysterious. And I did a video for them uh, for five. And when we shot the video, we did it in such a way that we didn't know where we were going, but we started out filming this child who was five years old. And then I approached them back and I was like, look, we really need to up the game on this. And I said, I want to interlace basically that child, you know, 20 years later, reflecting back and the whole footage kind of interlaces between the child and the adult. 
And then we also did a whole portrait series of the entire band in all different types of uh, situations. And what we realized, each situation was them in their own fear. Like the drummer who's on the site, um, Dave Diamond, he is actually afraid of flying. And I had him flying a uh, paper airplane. And the next day he was actually going on a gig because he he was going to be playing somewhere out of the state of New York. And he, and that's how I found out that he didn't like to fly. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And the, and the lead singer, he's, he's Steve. He is, uh, I guess the word is agoraphobic. So he's, when he gets in a big space, he gets a bit anxiety takes over him. Cause I've, I've filmed him in the Alamogordo desert, the white sands desert in Alamogordo. And he had a freak out about 100 yards from the car when he saw how vast the space was. Oh, wow. So it was really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've, the, the backup singers that I photographed, you know, um, they both had fear of drowning. So everything in that shot with the two girls that are laying down, they're in the actual con- the, the, the conceptual section. I mean – they're laying there with their arms crossed and they're in clear body bags, topless, and their faces kind of poking through this. Oh, okay. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, haze of blue. And actually, I mean, again, that's back to I did most of that in camera. The only thing that I had to do was bring their faces through the sheer black netting that causes that blue haze over the photograph. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Do you ever have moments with your work where people just assume that you're working all digitally and, and you feel like, you, you know, like I can just imagine wanting to be like, no, you guys, really, this is just was done in camera. Does that ever happen? And, and is there a polite way to correct people? Well, you know, I mean, commercial photography, no one really asks anymore. Uh, can you do it in camera? They they are already expected. There's going to be some post production that's going to happen. And when I tell clients that, yeah, I can do most of that in camera, um, you know, I, it doesn't even phase them because they're not even thinking that way anymore. Which is a sad part because yeah. you know it is a true talent to be able to know all these little tricks that we used to do in the days of film. And, uh, and even in the videos that I do, it's like being able to understand how to light things properly is, is key for a client because it's, again, it's going to save them time and money in post-production down the road. Uh, will you tell me the name of that band again? I'm going to make a note. Yeah, their name is uh, Blow Up Hollywood, and the lead is Steve Messina. And I've been, actually, I've been, uh, they contacted me I think like 15 years ago. And I started shooting them when they were called MJ 12 and they did more of a pop rock. And then shortly after I got connected into them, they shifted into blow up Hollywood. So I've been with blow up Hollywood since their inception and we've done tours traveling around and I've done tons of filming of them. And, uh, they're really interesting band, really interesting stuff. Uh, cool. I'm going to look them up. They, I may even play them on this show. I'm, I'm going to look them up before I make any guarantees. <laughs> okay. 
Um, yeah, this is cool. I wish I had watched some of your videos. I was looking at your website um, on my phone earlier or my iPad, and yep. I'm just realizing some tabs that I missed, like the video tab. But I'll, that'll be a uh, uh, a treat for later. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my clients, they not only because a lot of I started in the photography realm, but as everything developed and evolved, video clients are always asking, "Can you do video?" So I've done tons of tons of video especially for musicians and promotional videos for companies and uh you asked me earlier what was one of my favorite projects too and i actually i did a thing for victoria's secret doing a stop animation for a quick little promo that they were doing of this rubber heart speaker giveaway and that was a lot of fun to do uh, i'm making notes to include some of these things in the show notes that's the that's the pause okay uh, no problem cool um, do you have any photographers or filmmakers that you uh, you think of as big influences on you or whose work you especially admire? I mean, I uh, as a photo- photographer, influence would be Horst, German photographer Horst. He does stuff that's really graphic and striking. Uh, filmmaker, I mean, um, wow. You know, Stanley Kubrick, I really love his whole... Uh, surreal cinematic style that he tries to bring across and actually an independent uh filmmaker john zhao his story writing is absolutely amazing he does these really conceptual uh storylines that get you get the viewer to think nice i love it i love these conversations because i'm making notes like i had never heard of john zhao so that's going to be fun someone new, new to check out yeah uh, do you have a favorite film of his? <laughs> well, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I think it's um, Days Gone By was the was this first film. Got it. If I remember that title correct, because it basically was a story about there was this illness, and he never tells you what the illness is, and it's about this couple, and the couple, uh, the the girlfriend has it and the boyfriend is trying to find the cure and there is like a black market cure out there and he gets tangled into this whole other underworld of people that are promising him this cure and he's trying to find this cure and it's really a dark uh kind of like a psychological thriller in a way and yeah it's really cool conceptual piece Oh, that's cool. Noted. I'm going to check that out. Excellent. Um, all right. So is there anything coming up for you that we can keep an eye out for? Well, since I've been playing Mr. Mom for the last five months, I've actually been reworking my website. So I've turned down all my email campaigning. And uh, most of my clients are word of mouth and a lot of my clients I've had for 20 years. So I'm expecting in October that I'm going to get a few last-minute phone calls for some stuff for the end of the year. Um, it could be, well, I know Blow Up Hollywood, they, they've already contacted me the other day. they got a new project that they want me to work on, and we, I don't even know what that is for the moment. And then uh, I'll be also working with Integra Realty to do some more corporate-style stuff for them. And then uh, as far as what else is coming up, who knows? That's what I love it. Whenever my phone rings, I kind of get a, a brief moment of excitement like this could be a new job, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's cool. I mean, as I'm looking at your photos and my need for uh, new photos, um, you may be getting a call from me sometime soon. All right. Well, let's do it. Yeah, I love the like, because, uh, you know, I need that type of photograph that's portrait musician-y without being portrait musician-y. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know and, what you mean. And you capture that perfectly. I work with this jazz musician. His name is Alain Nechushkin. And uh, he was really great. He, he actually created the custom music piece for Magic, one of the videos on my site. Oh, Okay. And uh, I've been photographing him for years, too, since we worked together on that project. And the good thing about working with Alon, he's just so loose in the way he wants his photographs done. He's like, whatever you think. And uh, I really enjoy working with him because it allows me to be creative and uh, not have the confines of this is how it's got to be. You right. Know? Yeah. That's so cool. All right. Well, the website is spencergordon.com. You can check Spencer out there. And any of the stuff we talked about today will be in my show notes at mikeypod.com. And thanks, Spencer, for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you, Mike. And thanks for having me.
that was Howl from Rabbit Wild. You can read about Rabbit Wild and everyone from the show at MikeyPod.com. Send me an email at MikeyPod at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's everything. MikeyPod.com is the website, but you might know that already unless you came to it through iTunes. Please subscribe. Put comments and thank yous and positive reviews everywhere you can. And uh, hmm, that's all I got. Stay tuned. Listen, I got some good interviews coming up, so um, you're not going to want to miss a single one. Be sure you're subscribed. Thanks for listening. Let me hear from you. MikeyBot at gmail.com. I have t-shirts to give you. Go to my drip. Blah, blah, blah. See you next week.